and welcome to the Lead Her's Imperfect Path podcast brought to you by CMS Women and CMS Equip Programme in Scotland. CMS Women is an internal initiative bringing female-focused issues to the fore across CMS and beyond. And Equip is the CMS Startups Programme working with startups which are IP rich in the technology sector to support their growth. In this podcast series, we'll be speaking to an exciting range of female founders discussing in particular challenges and obstacles they've encountered on their business journeys and how their reactions to those challenges has helped them build resilience and get to where they are today. I'm Katrina Aldridge, a senior associate in the CMS Edinburgh employment team. And I'm Katie Hume, an associate in the CMS Edinburgh corporate team. In today's episode, we're going to be speaking to Kate Stott, who'll be telling us about her business, Beauty Booker. Really thrilled to have Kate here. And it's been quite a journey, um, I would say, from December 2019 to 2020. want to start really by giving Kate really a shout out, Scottish Business Woman of the Year 2019, Beauty Entrepreneur of the Year 2019, founder of Most Innovative Hair and Beauty App 2020, and a finalist at last night's Barclay Entrepreneur Awards. Kate, that was very exciting being a finalist at the awards last night. How was it? It was such a fantastic event and I am truly humbled to have been shortlisted um, alongside some some incredibly uh, innovative uh, UK companies. Um, so, you know, even through these these challenging times, I think it's really important that, that hard work is recognised. Um, so with events like last night's from Barclays, it was it was just fantastic to be part of it. Um, and to um, and to hear all those wonderful business stories. That's absolutely brilliant, Kate. We're so so pleased to see the hard work and the the brilliant businesses being recognised. Taking a step back, and um, for for those listening who might not know about Beauty Booker, can you tell us um, a little bit more about your business and what what you do? First of all, I want to say thank you very much for having me today. It's wonderful to be here. Um, I guess Beauty Booker started um, with an endless search for a last-minute appointment four years ago. Um, the, ta- the task was time-consuming and it was frustrating. And it highlighted to me that there was a gap in the market to um, to quickly access beauty appointments and services. And I felt that there had to be a better way that innovation and digital technology could play that part. So... In 2018, I set out on a mission to connect Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire hair, beauty, nail and spa businesses with those who use their services. So uh, a directory, um, something that could be all in one place. So Beauty Booker is now the Northeast's first ever duo of dedicated hair and beauty booking apps. Beauty Booker makes it faster and easier than ever for beauty lovers to make appointments. And our Beauty Maker app transform, transforms forward-thinking businesses by pulling in bookings galore instead of or alongside an existing booking system. The journey to date has been quite incredible. Um, as you say, we've received some incredible awards. Um, and uh, and most recently with Barclays last night, it was, it was wonderful to be part of it. Um, through the coronavirus outbreak uh, and enforced business closures, I created a Facebook industry support group for hair and beauty professionals. So it, that now has over 1,100 businesses joined from throughout the UK. And I engage with the group on a daily basis, passing on government guidelines and advice from various federations. Um, my support uh, work with Beauty Booker has involved contacting MPs and writing to the first 
Minister of Scotland to provide clarity for the uh, industry going forward. Um, and alongside my accountant and business contacts, we have provided um, advice ranging from grant applications and social media tips and even anxiety management um, from a local psycho uh, psychologist via live stream on the group. So although um, through the coronavirus, our, our bookings cease to exist on the live apps, um, I believe that we've done the right thing by um, supporting the industry going forward. Yeah, certainly a challenging year, I think, understatement <laughs> um, for the beauty industry. Um, I mean, what did you really see as your sort of biggest challenges and obstacles? I mean, going really from where you were this time last year to where you are now. The year of 2020 has been the biggest challenge to date. Pre-COVID, our challenges were keeping the Beauty Booker funnel populated with time slots that were available and targeting users within that area. Also educating professionals within the industry on the benefits of using tech. As you know, we're all aware, some beauty businesses were still operating with diaries, with pen and paper. We had to ensure that our clients were keeping the app up to date with availability. Uh, the current climate is that many businesses are operating at reduced capacity due to guidelines being restricted on their services. Obviously, cleaning time has to be accounted for. And um, unfortunately, there's still lack of customers booking here in beauty appointments. Uh, the British Beauty Council has predicted a loss of up to 30% of UK hair and beauty businesses in the months ahead. But the positive is COVID-19 has paved the way for tech in this industry now, with a huge majority of salons now signing up to salon software booking systems. So this is our opportunity to harness that for the future and, um, and then reconfigure our tech around that. So you're taking steps to do that at the moment? Absolutely. We are indeed. Uh, and that's what we are basing our future, future model around is partnerships with the, the hair and beauty salon software providers. That sounds brilliant. And taking steps to, to use your time to support the industry, um, I'm sure was being uh, hugely, hugely welcomed by your colleagues. Am I right in thinking that you're also um, sort of branched out into training and education. Yes, um, most recently, uh, within the past few months, um, it was identified within the support group that um, the biggest pain uh, points within the industry was sourcing trusted training. And within an industry that's unregulated, it can be quite troublesome to find um, beauty training courses that are not only um, fair in price, but also um, taught in a manner that uh, the individuals are going to be able to come away with appropriate accreditation for and then seek out insurance to provide that services. So we quickly pivoted around that and um, we launched a, a multi-vendor uh, training platform um, in order for local Aberdeen um, beauty professionals to uh, source uh, beauty training courses within Aberdeen uh, and book and read reviews as well. So that's been fantastic so far. Uh, we've got bookings coming in and um, I feel really proud to be able to, to provide um, a platform that will allow, you know, people that may not be in the industry already to, to retrain um, and those that may be um, having difficulties just now performing their usual services like makeup, uh, as we all know, that's not allowed at the moment. Facials are, are restricted. So, so these individuals are able to, to go online to the Beauty Booker Training Hub and, and book a course that, um, that they will be able to, to provide in the future. And we all know just how hard it can be sometimes with coronavirus, just motivating yourself on a day-to-day -day basis. But how have you managed to remain resilient 
despite all these you know, absolutely fundamental challenges for your industry? For me, I think it's been immersed in the industry has kept me motivated. Um, you know, it's not only me that's facing these challenges. We have 1,100 businesses at hand that are going through the very same thing. Um, so to be able to be in touch with them on a daily basis, it keeps me me motivated to be able to, to go and seek out answers for them, but also have a company that's, that can provide additional support for them as well. Moving slightly away from, from COVID, although it has dominated our year, I'm looking um, specifically at you as a, as a female founder, but also as a female founder in the tech and beauty industry. I mean, recognising that, you know, the recent research on low levels of female founders and the ability to access some of the funding that is available to these you know, new and startup companies. Have you encountered um, challenges around, around that? I personally haven't found many challenges aimed at what sex I am. However, saying that, I've not yet started our funding journey. It is well known that, that female founders in the UK receive less than 1p of investment for every pound. So it is clear that there is still a lot of work to be done. But above all, we as female founders need to just be bold and as confident as men when seeking investment. The stats have shocked me over the past few years, but I feel it's time that we need to break away from segregated women's business groups when discussing these challenges and start educating both genders across the board um, at the same time um, so that men are equally as educated as to how difficult it is for female founders in all sectors to seek investment. Um, and it's, it's something that's fundamentally that it needs to change. I think that's really encouraging that you haven't found you know, particular challenges around being a, a female founder as opposed to just you know, a founder in general. Um, but... Yeah, absolutely agree. Be bold. I think that's a great message. I mean, do you have particular advice to someone listening who are facing you know, challenges in their startup journey? Absolutely. Um, have many goals. Hold on to that future aspirations and keep them firmly in your sights, but have bite-sized objectives that you can achieve on a daily or a weekly basis. And I think this will feel far more rewarding when you feel like you're moving forward instead of backwards. Um, don't be scared to take action or, or start a business. You know, it's the only way that good things will still happen going forward. But make sure to do your due diligence, obviously, and write a solid business plan and, and don't jump into it. The biggest thing for me um, and, and my biggest learning curve has been there's no such thing as failing. It, it's merely lessons learned. And make sure not to dwell on your mistakes either. And just treat them as hurdles um, you that you have to keep getting over. You know, Whatever you do, keep pushing forward and know that, that these times will pass. Have you got any particular examples of where that's been a bit of a struggle to, to actually pick yourself up, shake yourself off and think actually it's a hurdle, just keep going? Yeah, absolutely. I, I guess this year, for me, the most difficult part or, or the challenging part was um, at the start of lockdown. Um, I had I wasn't feeling quite well myself. I had um, contracted a virus. Um, it wasn't coronavirus, luckily enough. Um, so I wasn't feeling too well. And um, I was really, really busy within the business itself. I had the three children at home. Um, so getting past that and you know as the weeks and and days went forward um it became easier to uh, to manage everything but whatever your challenge is um 
I think you just have to have the confidence in yourself to know um, that the, the difficulties will pass. Um, and as long as you remain positive and focused, um, things will still move forward. I mean, for you, what was it that um, made you take the leap into starting your own business? For me at the time, um, I'd had two babies uh, in quite quick succession within uh, 16 months of each other. I'd been sitting feeding my son one morning when my husband offered me um, a Saturday off mum duties. So I decided to, to book that last minute nail, nail appointment and scoured Facebook to try and someone available. So um, I found myself in a position for the first time in my career that I felt confident, confident enough to change industries and take that leap into the unknown. Technology has always been a passion of mine and it continues to fascinate me uh, how, how all our lives can change through innovation. So I dived in and started planning what would be Beauty Booker. I mean, what do you think took you from that point to then on to your fantastic awards at the end of 2019? A lot of hard work, <laughs> um, a lot of late nights and dedication to the vision, I think, itself. You have to keep that firmly in sight when, when things feel like they're getting a bit too tough. Um, you just have to keep pushing forward. So from that light bulb moment to, you know, to even to, to now, um, my drive has never gone. Um, I've treated uh, the vision of Beauty Booker like an additional child <laughs> um, and, and loved that vision um, just as equally as I do my children. And I think that's that's what's kept me going. Looking towards the future, I guess, we know you've, you know, amazing success so far and, and looking ahead, what do you see lying ahead? Are there challenges in the immediate future and, and how, how are you preparing for those? Um, so I guess the immediate challenges in the future lies within the industry itself. Um, when, when we're predicting such a huge loss of up to 40% of businesses, um, the challenge is, is aligning the, the company um, to suit those the industry going forward and, and how can we support the industry in a new new era era. So what we plan to do is um, launch a series of additional services um, so that we can provide support when it comes to um, looking for work and space like um, beauty rooms, uh, rent a chair, um, continue with the additional marketing support that is the Beauty Booker apps, um, keep building on our, our, our training hub and providing um, well-trusted quality training. Um, and also, you know, as our long-term vision will be, uh, is working with the salon software providers themselves in order to um, create a turnkey solution for the industry. And where are you looking for support when you're trying to look ahead to all these changes and, and challenges coming up? We have an incredible um, facility in Aberdeen called One Code Base. Um, and that is a support hub for tech companies. Um, so I've been working quite closely with them in terms of mentorship. Um, and as you can imagine, being based in Aberdeen uh, in a predominantly um, oil and gas led city, it can be quite challenging sometimes to have support within the tech sector itself. So for me, uh, the challenges are to keep um, having conversations um, with people within the tech sector as well. Um, and obviously also oil and, uh, obviously also hair and beauty. Um, and to, to keep having conversations, to keep striking up partnerships with those um, that we can help, but also can help us in return. 
that's great that you've got that facility in Aberdeen and acknowledge that there's sort of competing industries. I totally agree that it's the, the striking up conversations and, and maintaining partnerships that will be really useful. For for someone listening who's maybe thinking about, you know, launching their own their own business or or taking strides to push their business forward, what advice would you give for for reaching out and, and making those connections for someone who may not be doing so already? I guess when I first started out VC Booker, um I had never delved into the world of networking. Um, I didn't know what the feeling would be like to to walk into a room and not know anyone and have to immediately strike up conversations. So um, that's been that's been a, a great learning curve for me and a positive one as well. Um, so so my advice would be to to stay confident um, and to know that. Business can change overnight just by simply having the, the right conversation with the right people. Um, but also that, that you can provide help to those as well that, that may not know about your services. So to keep networking um, and, and don't be scared to speak to anybody. You know, generally what I've found at the end of the day is that that people want to support uh, support you and help you as much as they can. Um, so it is, it's really important to keep speaking. LinkedIn is an incredible tool. Um, I've spoken to, to some fantastic people on LinkedIn um, that I wouldn't normally have been able to reach otherwise. So, um, yeah, if you don't already have a profile on LinkedIn, make sure and create one. Um, get add in some connections and, and go to local networking events and, and just have those conversations. Are you still able to um, participate in local networking events despite the lockdown? Have they been carrying on? They have indeed. They have indeed. And <laughs> I've been kept busy via Zoom. Um, but, you know, for all our sanities, it's it's been wonderful to be able to just still have that social aspect. Looking ahead, what, what's keeping you optimistic about the future? That's a tricky one. Um, but I like it. I like it. What's keeping me optimistic about the future? I guess it's, it's it's in my nature to know that things will get better. You know, we can't, we obviously can't be stuck in a in a challenging or difficult place for a prolonged period of time. So us as humans adapt, even though it is challenging. You know, we do adapt, and I guess the majority of us will see the brighter side. Um, so what's keeping me optimistic? The people around me, my family, my, my children, my husband, my work colleagues, my team uh, and my clients, you know, my clients and um, the industry itself have had to endure some horrific times this year. You know, they, they have they've had times where they haven't been able to pay the bills. They didn't know how they were going to feed their children at, at some points. So I guess I get my strengths from them uh, and, and knowing that, that they've gone through it as well and they've been through it and, they, and they're starting to come out the other end. So um, it's a case of just gathering all that positive energy and, and pushing forward. Really useful to understand you know, how you've navigated this very difficult year for us all and how you're looking optimistically to the future. I do have some tips for, for female founders. Um, Ideal, yeah, please do. I think it's really important to know um, that there's not a prolonged period of perfect work life and family balance. I guess it, it just doesn't exist. You know, there will be mornings you will feel like you've got all together. And by the afternoon, it can change quite quickly, be it with the children or work or marriage. 
Um, and I think the rhetoric for women for many years has, has been to find that perfect balance where true ex true happiness and, and feeling like you're on top of everything exists and it doesn't. Um, not in the world of starting up a business and bringing up small children. And I think if we can make peace with that and know that we are doing our, our very best every day, then, then that's a far healthier place to be. I think that's great advice because you do see a lot pumped out in over social media and you know in the media that particularly over lockdown you have to be nailing working at home baking your sourdough and going for your your 5k run every day but <laughs> I always say it's like spinning all the plates and you know at some point one plate's going to drop off and I think you just you just have to be okay with that I think that absolutely ties into you know the, our our podcast name it's the it's your path and and the journey I suppose it's accepting that it's not going to be perfect it will be an imperfect path but I suppose you know when you look back at things and and whilst in the moment they might seem challenging and, and less than ideal and totally off plan actually they're instrumental in getting you you know further down the line the key is to to keep treating those challenges as hurdles and, and just think of them as, you know, just jumping over them. Just keep jumping and just keep pushing forward. You know, hurdles will always be there. Challenges will always be there. But as long as you, you feel like you're not going backwards and, and giving up, um, I think it's, it's just really important to feel like you're taking even baby steps. I love that. Yeah, just keep keep the energy, keep jumping over the hurdles. And yeah, I think you're right. Having the very short-term kind of weekly goals, especially at the moment, whilst it's difficult to potentially think very long-term, having the weekly achievements and, and, and goals to, to sort of hit must be really motivational. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess another really big thing is is health and well-being um and that always needs to be your top priority so even though you feel like you 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 keep moving uh, you might feel like you're you're going faster at points and it's easy to not look out for yourself when things are so busy so you know i guess it's you have to ensure you get plenty of sleep get out for those daily walks and take time out to enjoy yourself too you know when when launching a company um I personally always had this overwhelming feeling of guilt when I took some time out for myself. And after speaking to, to other soul founders, I, I started to uh, realise that this is a common problem that we all face. So I'm happy to say now that the guilt is eased <laughs> and I make sure to tell myself that I deserve to tune out sometimes, you know, even when um, the days are are busy um, and even the nights as well. Um, it's it's really important. And especially as a sole founder, you know, you are responsible for that business uh, day in, day out. And, and sometimes you don't have anybody else to lean on when it comes to making those business choices. So your health is, is top priority because um, without you, and without you being okay, um, the business is not okay. That's just absolutely in, invaluable um, ad advice. There's uh, probably a lot of people listening who would uh, feel at times that they haven't been able to prioritise that and, and putting themselves first. But it's it's amazing what difference actually it can make taking half an hour to, to, to get fresh air and reset, I suppose. 
Absolutely. Just just getting out there, you know, seeing the sun. Um, we all feel probably that that we don't see the light of day sometimes when we're stuck at the monitors and and keyboards working working in our offices at home. So it's yeah, it's really important to be kind to yourself. Um, make sure you're getting plenty of fresh air, getting some vitamin D, and um, and yeah, getting plenty of sleep. Absolute key. Thank you so much, Kate, for giving us um an insight into. Beauty Booker, where you started, where you've got to, and how you've managed to overcome some of the huge hurdles in 2020. We really look forward to following your journey into next year and the years to come. Thank you very much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and uh, good luck to everyone out there that, that's facing challenging times. Um, and, and just know we can all get through this. That's brilliant. Thank you.